Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 12. It's your Opinionated Benchwarmers, Robert, Carlos, and Ramon. And we are back in this thing. We've been out for a little while, but now we're back just in time to give y'all some fantasy coverage. How y'all fellas doing today? Man, doing good, man. I, I, miss, I miss doing this. I miss talking fantasy, man. It's been a while, so doing good again. Coming from San Antonio, let's jump back into it. Let's do it. Yeah, man, I'm ready to get it, bro. Like y'all both said, it's been a minute, and I don't want to hold it up any longer. So let's get it rolling, man. Yeah, man, I had some people coming up to us saying, when we going to record our new episode or whatever? Well, here you go. We not out of here. We we ain't gave up. We still in here, and we're doing what we do best, and that's talking sports. Today, we got something special on this episode. As promised, we have our fantasy football episode going on. So let's get into it, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a loaded fantasy football season. Everybody's speculating. Now's about the time where fantasy players are starting to get into their research. So, uh, if you're a fan of us, we just want to help you help you out and help you win that championship that you so desire. So, I mean, y'all want to just start with the composite of the position rankings where we have people? Yeah, I think that's good, man. All right, cool. Let's start with the running backs. All right, uh, running backs starting off, we have Ty. We're we going to go one by one. Yeah, or let's go, go one by one? one. Okay. All right, so... Our number one running back, fantasy running back we have right now is Todd Gurley of the St. Louis Rams. That's Carlos's Rams. We gonna LA, let him. LA yeah, we'll let him kick it off since it's. Oh yes, <laughs> L.A. Rams. Yeah, yeah, L.A. Rams. But we'll let uh, Carlos kick it off since he a Rams fan. Oh yeah, so we got Todd Gurley with his first pick. You know, not not first pick, but the first overall running back. Um, you know, it, it's an easy pick for us all. Um, with him being the, the the guy that's touching the ball, dominating the touches in LA. Um, you know, with he, he he was a player that failed last year. You know, um, because he had such a horrible year under Jeff Fisher. But you know, with Sean McVay, the the offensive guru, you got a, a good player now that that's dominating and that you know possibly won some people some leads last year. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend much time now. I think we collectively agree. Yeah, he's I mean, he's yeah. one of the best running backs in right. the game. You know. Le'Veon A, you know, Todd yeah. B. So that's a good segue into our next running back we have in our uh, positional rankings, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think that Le'Veon is just Le'Veon. He's yeah. been the Le'Veon that he's been for the past few years. He does everything for the Steelers in the past game. You know, he's more, you know, he's – one would say he's more of an effective pass catcher than actually a runner, or just as effective. Yeah, just as effective. So, you know, again, that's another one that's I don't think we have any argument there. Yeah, I don't think it's I much mean, to right. add there. I, I mean, mean, one thing, one knock is Todd Haley won't be there. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's partially a knock, but when you talk about a guy that's just had the consistency over the years, you look at the fact that three out of the last four years that Le'Veon Bell has been a top three running back in fantasy football, once again, like you said, he's going to get as many touches as possible. We know the whole contract situation that he's facing, and basically this looks like his last year in Pittsburgh, so I think they're going to give him probably as many touches as possible and not really totally worry about, for lack of a better term, running him into the ground. So, And for those beginner fantasy players, you always want to play on your team that's playing with something to prove. And like Ramon alluded to, you know, it's a contract year for Le'Veon. He's not happy with his contract situation. So, he's going he has a lot to prove. He's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, and that's what you want on your team. Uh, so, and moving on. And one more oh. note, too, on him. If you're playing PPR, 
Um, note that Le'Veon was one of only three running backs last year that had at least 100 targets in the passing game. So you have to think about that. That's an interesting that. nugget, Ramon. <laughs> an interesting <Yeah>. nugget. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So uh, moving right along, number three, DJ David Johnson out of Arizona. Low season in your division. So what you think about David Johnson at that third spot? David Johnson coming off an injury last year. Um, he had the, I believe it was a wrist injury. Um, I like him to have a good bounce back year. So, you know, luckily, you know, you got a player that's coming back. It's not like a lower leg injury. You know, you know, of course, running backs need that. So, it is just, it was just an upper body. I think he is fit nicely into that spot. He's going to give you the catches. Now, the one, one thing about that now is, you know, they lost their head coach who was a good officer of mine. So, I'm interested to see now how they're moving forward with the new officer system place with Sam Bradford, you know, he complete passes, you know, he likes to, to, to throw, throw it short, you know, and so I look forward to David Johnson catching a lot of those short passes, those check downs from Sam Bradford this year. Yeah, and uh, I I wasn't going to say anything because, I mean, it was against my Saints, but I mean, when you look at that run that he had and he was pushing the pile into the end zone, David Johnson is strong as ever. Don't don't buy those analysts that saying, oh, he's coming off an injury, oh, expect him to be rusty. DJ Dud did it all prior to injury for the Cardinals, and he's going to do it all this year. Because you look at Arizona's roster, it's not like they have a plethora of weapons on their squad. You know, David Johnson is the weapon, and he's going to be a bell cow. And these top four guys, I think even, yeah, top four guys yeah. are bell cows. And the yeah. guy that we're going to mention next at our number four spot is Ezekiel Elliott. He, you know, mentioned, I think that it's important to mention that he's a running back that's playing for the best offensive line in the league. Um, and, you know, when you got a guy that's that talented behind a line like that and as dominant as he was, I know that people, some people are saying, oh, Zeke had a down year last year, but they have to consider all the drama that surrounded, you know, him last year with this, with the domestic abuse case and, you know, with, with him be, being suspended one game or, you know, being threatened to be suspended. He, you know, it was basically a game-by-game game basis. He didn't know whether he was going to play or not. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that messes with a guy's mind. I think that now he's gotten that behind him. So, you know, I think that this year, you know, putting the drama behind him, I think he, he's going to have a strong, another and, strong year. And I think the thing that you have to really look at with Zeke, even in the games that he played, the 10 games last year, he averaged 24 carries a game. Wow. If you average that out over the course of a, a season, that would equal up to 384 carries. Do you know who led the league last year in carries and how much they had? Only 321. So he would have been by far having the most carries. And you got to look at it. Dallas has lost some offensive weapons over the course of the offseason. No more Jason Witten. Dez Bryant is gone. So Dak Prescott is going to need some weapons even in the passing game. So you look at Zeke. He's going to carry the ball a ton. He's a bell cow running back. But he's probably also going to get involved in the passing game as well this season. So... I think he's out for a big year. Yeah, I mean, what you think about that, Los? No, I 100% agree. No argument here on that. I mean, I like Zeke, and I mean, I know part of his line went down with injury last night, but it looks like it wasn't a series of their, their starting center, I believe, went down. Didn't look like it was something serious, just extended knee. Um, I think, you know, with his healthy line this year, I think we're going to get a healthy dose of uh, Zeke. Yeah. Zeke the freak. Yeah, and 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 again, if you if you're a beginner, yeah, Zeke the freak. <laughs> but if you uh, if you're a beginner fantasy player, the top four guys that we've mentioned in our running back positional rankings for fantasy football PPR league, 
Um, just keep in mind, the more work that a running back is getting, the more valuable they are. And even more specifically in a PPR league, the more they're active in the passing game, you really want them on your team as a running back. And these are valuables. These are these are things that you're not going to find, you know, in the draft. That's why running backs are valued so high. You know, to find a running back that's a bell cow and can be effective in the passing game. And those are the guys that were mentioned. So I think that we all could agree yeah. uh, we're at number five. The talent is still there. But there's a drop in maybe production. There's some guys on this list that are that are kind of unproven uh, outside of Fournette. Right. That top four is yeah. clear. Yeah, that the top, top four, four is, is very clear. But top five, we have Alvin Kamara out of my Saints. I'll talk about him since uh, I'm a Saints fan. Uh, I think that Alvin Kamara is going to be good to have on your team because I think that, you know, with the suspension of Ingram, he won't be sharing carries. So we'll be able to see Alvin Kamara with a full load, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, so I think, but I think that he's more than capable of doing that. You know, I, I mentioned to Ramon the other day that you know most people think that he's like a scat back or a finesse back, but Alvin Kamara, you know, with his size, he's six one. You know, with his size, he could be an every down back, but he's gonna have to prove it. You know, that's why he, I think that's why he's at our. You know, that's why he's number five on our list. But you know, what you got is a guy that can that can pass, catch, that can block. But, you know, can also run, has that speed. Um, but I think that he's going to be great. He's not going to be sharing many carries with uh, Ingram being out for the first four games. So, the, for the first month of the season, you're going to have an RB1. Um, and I think Alvin probably, you could probably get him in the second or third round. Maybe. Probably second. Second. Early moment. second, late first. Yeah. So, I mean, you you got an RB1 there. And even when Ingram gets back, depending on Alvin Kamara's, if Alvin Kamara's killing it, I couldn't see. Uh, Sean Payton saying, "Okay, you know I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna allude to uh, to Ingram. You know it's approved now. It's what have you done for me lately, league? So if Alvin is killing it and you got him, you're gonna get a steal. You know. So I mean, I I mean I watch him and he's active even with Ingram in play. Last year, Alvin touched the ball like every other yeah. series. I was targeted. You know, Breeze love him as a security blanket. When things yeah. fall apart, that's who he goes to." So, you know, Alvin is very exciting, yeah. bro. Bro, you definitely a Saints fan, bro. You very passionate right hey, there with that signal right hey, there. Hey, man, I got to let him know. Bro. Yeah, but I, I do feel the same way about uh, Kamara. I mean, you look at him, really, he was one of the most explosive players in the league last year. You're talking about 7.7 yards per touch that he had last year. That's, that's crazy numbers right there. If you average that out to what I kind of see potentially being his workload about maybe a total of 275 or so uh, touches, that's well over 2,000 yards if he kept up that type of production. You're also looking at the fact, too, that the Saints have one of the best offensive lines in the league. People don't pay attention to it, but yeah, according do. to Pro Football Focus, the Saints have the number six offensive line in the league. So talking about a top 10 offensive line, as you mentioned, the same thing with the Mark Ingram suspension, you know, he's in for a big year. Yeah. Definitely. What you you want got anything on that Los? No, I definitely agree with that. Just one note on that. Yeah, so Alvin Kamara right now just looking at his ADP, he is going uh anywhere from the mid of the first round to the end of the first round. So I, I, he's not making it to that second round if you was hoping you could snag him in the <laughs> second round. Right. Cool, cool to know. So number six we got Saquon Barkley, an unproven rookie. But after that first run that he had 
I'm sure that if you're an NFL fan, you saw that run, the hezzy, the speed, the explosiveness, the cuts that he made. Man, you know, I think that he's more than deserving to make sixth on that list. And, you know, you know, considering the Giants have Odell, they have Sterling Shepard, they have Ingram in the middle to occupy that. They have Eli. You know, Eli, I think that he, he is what his team is. I think that if he has, if you supply him the weapons and you supply him a running back that can keep the defense on it, and you can supply him an offensive line, which they have done some offensive line work over the offseason, I think that, you know, that's a good combination. So, I mean, are y'all comfortable with Saquon being at that sixth spot? So... With Saquon, um, you know, when I did my own rankings with him, I had him a little lower than, you know, our composite rankings. Um, and uh, my overall rankings, I have him a little lower. Like, I'm not 100% comfortable with him. I think he's a special player. I think he's first-round first round worthy. But in my opinion, I don't think he should be going ahead of names like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, people that have proven they can be good. Names like uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, he's going ahead of him in some drafts. And Odell Beckham, I don't think he should be going ahead of those proven names. Like, yes, he looked good in the preseason, but again, that's preseason. You can't put too much stock in that. If you look back on it, you had uh, Amir Abdullah. He broke a long run in the preseason a couple years back. But, you know, we see how that turned out. Right now, he's, like, deep on their depth chart where, you know, he's barely getting any playing time right now. So, I don't put too much stock into the preseason. I think, again, don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be special for right now. But fantasy-wise, I don't think he should be going ahead of names. Again, like DeAndre Hopkins, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham. I think he should be going behind those guys. And then we can start really talking about Barkley. And just for me to feel comfortable drafting him. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I just put really a lot of stack stock into his talent, and I look at what rookie running backs have done for the last couple of years. You look at the instant impacts that guys have had, even thinking a couple of years ago to what Zeke did. You think last year to Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, guys like that. And so to me, I think that he can have a nice, smooth transition into the league. And as far as talent-wise, I think he's up there with pretty much any running back that you got out there, to be honest. But I do think that sliding him more around that 6 or 7, RB6, RB7 range as far as draft-wise is, is the right area for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got an unproven Ricky at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, you know, I do, con you know, I do concur with that. So, all right, so at number 7, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leonard had a great rookie year. And I expect no different for that second year. I mean, he's a fellow LSU uh, alumni. Um, I was privileged to see him play in person. Me and Ramon, I mean, he's no different than anything. I think I don't think it's much to say there. I mean, I think he's a beast. Jacksonville's going to try to run it a lot. Like they did last year, they played that smash mouth football that worked for him. So I don't I don't expect I think his workload will, will still be up there. He has really nobody competing with him for that workload. So I think that that's another I think that's a bell cow that might have slipped it well, in the later ten. Well, and the thing about it, you look at last year, Leonard only had two games where he slipped below fifteen carries. Yeah. So that that lets you know that pretty much week in, week out, he's gonna get the touches. So look for that to continue as this uh as this year goes on. Look for that to continue. Right. He no longer has to share carries uh, with Chris Ivory. Either Chris Ivory's not on a different team. He's no longer with that team. 
Um, you know, he still has Yeldon there. Yeldon, you know, he's a plotter, man. He's not he's not going to really break any long runs. You know, he may catch a couple balls here and there, but yeah. he's a threat to Leonard and his production, you know. So, again, you're looking at a first-round back, again, like you mentioned earlier in the, the podcast, right, it's hard to get those bell cow running backs, you know, um, you know, with so many teams going with running backs by committee, you know, passing yeah. down running back, you know. So with him, you know, you got a guarantee, like you said, 15 to 18 touches a game, you know. If he can start mixing in some catches, you know, because he's showing he can catch the ball, then yeah. you got a solid first-round pick. Yeah. So yeah. And just projecting them out, like, I think, I mean, you look at 36 receptions last year, with you know he did battle a little bit of injuries but i think you see that number rise more to that 45 to 50 range receptions wise which is will be a decent number for him will be a nice little upgrade there seeing him featured in the passing game a little bit more i believe is going to happen this year so Leonard fournette at seven the new orleans native saint Aug alumni lsu alumni we got him at seven uh eight kareem hunt he got off to a fast start Lightning fast start as a rookie, you know. Would you look at what he did to the Patriots in Week One, and he did. He kind of tapered off a little bit yeah. towards the end of the season. That middle, but he kind of yeah. He kind of then he shook he back. Yeah, he shook yeah. back. So I think that I don't expect any different. He has. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to do him there. But Mahomes look good. But I was about to say that you know a pickup in quarterback play. Because Mahomes is more, I don't know, because Alex yeah, Smith Alex is a Smith dual, is, dual threat, Smith too. Is, Alex Smith is good, too. Yeah, he's yeah. a dual. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I ain't going to say that. But I will say that, you know, I I, I, mean, I think Kareem going to have another good year. Um, I don't know how their wide receivers looking this year, though. I mean, Tyreek Hill. They got Tyreek Hill. You still got yeah, Man, they do got Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Look at Kelsey, I mean, he's a tight end. Kelsey, nice. If Kelsey can stay healthy. Yeah. And then uh, Sammy, Sammy and Tyreek, that's a lot of speed. That's a lot of speed. That's a lot of speed. So and they gonna stretch out the defense. You, yeah. you think the safety gonna stay in the box? With oh those no, guys they can't. They can't. So Kareem, you know, keep Kareem on your hot, on your, uh, on your, uh, on, your uh, on your radar. Only uh, thing what, I gotta think about is Spencer Ware being back. Yeah, Spencer Ware. Yeah, but can't Spencer Ware stay healthy? He's been, you know, injury riddled. Another LSU native, but he's been really injury riddled in his career. But you don't know. I mean, you as a fantasy player, you want to kind of stay away from the running back committee yeah. situation. So you want to really keep close surveillance on that Kareem Hunt situation because literally almost every team, it's not too many teams that's that's going to bell cow route. So I mean, then number nine, Dalvin Cook, extremely slept on. He was off to a great start prior to tearing up his knee. Uh, what do y'all think about Dalvin in at that number nine spot? So after doing some research on this one, um, you know, we did our deposits um, maybe uh, roughly a few days, four or five days ago. Um, you know, where it's coming out of camp is, you know, Latavius Murray is going to get more carries than people are realize. You know, wow. and, and they're going to work him in slowly. You know, with that team now building for a championship run, they have now their their quarterback Kirk Cousins. In place, you know, a better, I would say, an upgrade over Case Keenum. Definitely. Led yeah. To the championship game. So, um, I think now they're going to work him back in because did, he did have an ACL tear last year. Work him back in slowly. So, right now, it's looking like a, not maybe a 50 50 split, but maybe a 65 35, you know, 60 40 split between these guys splitting carries, splitting series, and then save Cook for that playoff run, you know, where they can really grind down on teams. So, 
you know, another player, people out there playing best ball leagues, you know, is Latavius Murray's. You know, that's one of the players I've been hammering in the later later rounds that a lot of people haven't really looked at because, you know, he, he, I don't know, for whatever reason, Latavius Murray has this bad rep, you know, as not being, you know, I guess, a, 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 lead, I mean, a good running back. So I think, you know, I, I'm a little lower on Cook now after hearing that report, you know, and I can kind of see their reasoning of having him sit out and, you know, uh, saving for the playoffs. So, yeah, I I think like you saying with that with that note, I think that you can see Dalvin Cook get off to a slower start fantasy wise, which is going to kind of bother some people. And I think uh, Dalvin Cook might be a good trade target early in the year. You're gonna have those fantasy owners that get down on him because he's gonna start off I think a little bit slow, but I think as the season progresses. I know you kind of like Latavius Murray, but a couple of years ago, he kind of scarred me on my fantasy team, so I'm not the biggest Latavius guy. So <laughs> so I think as the season goes on, Dalvin may get back to the point of what he was looking like last year, but I think that's definitely a, a good point right there and something that we weren't thinking about a couple of days ago when we made our um, composite rankings. All right, man. So... That leads us to number 10. That's our final composite that we're going because it'll take too long to go to 20. So we're doing top 10. (laughs) (laughs) Top 10 running back, fantasy running back, PPR league, Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon. Uh, I I drafted him when he was a rookie. He got hurt. Second year, I was like, I'm not touching him because he got hurt. And he exploded. So I mean I'm expecting another big year from Melvin. Melvin's a good running yeah. back. Carlos don't I, like yeah, Carlos, Carlos don't like Melvin too him, much. Not at all. Here's why. Here's why I don't like Melvin. I mean, here's the thing. With Hunter Henry now out for the year, you know, I think Melvin now he becomes another, you know, a good player in PPR leagues. But Melvin Gordon will never be the player that's going to average, you know, a lot of yards per carry. You know, that's not his game, you know what I'm saying? Like you you he see down his, his his history that he, when he carries the ball you know you know over 10 to 15 times that it's rare that he gets over 100 yards rushing and things of that nature it's like he doesn't give you that that bank but he does give you the catches now they're going to need him in the short game with Hunter Henry out for the year so again he's going to bring the value in the PPR league so I don't hate him I just yeah. I, don't, I don't like where he's being drafted like I don't see I don't think he's in that conversation with these guys that are going first round, in my opinion, you know, I think he's more of a, he should, you know, I think his name is bigger than what he actually brings. So I think he should be somewhere at the beginning of the third, end of the second, in my opinion. So I would probably won't have no Melvin Gordon on my team, honestly. Yeah, see, that's where it's always interesting when we do these rankings and we talk about our individual ones and how we kind of came, you know, came to our composite rankings because I'm actually kind of on the opposite end of Melvin Gordon. I actually really like Melvin Gordon and is to me because of the volume that's there. You look at last year, he had over 340 touches. Um, you look at a guy that, you know, as you were mentioning, definitely going to be in the, involved in the passing game. So definitely PPR leagues, definitely a good target. I mean, he had, um, I think, what, 83 targets last year with like 58 receptions. And so you're looking at a guy that's going to be involved in the passing game. You know, he's going to be somewhat of a bell cow running back out there um and you look at last year he was the rb5 so you look at him finishing the last year as a top five running back i think having him at 
10 in our rankings is kind of a bargain. I really had him on 7 on my list. So, um, you know, I yeah. think that kind of sums it up. Yeah. So, that's running backs position rankings for your fantasy. Hopefully, you fantasy players. Hopefully, that was of help to you if you're trying to, you know, debate in your mind, toss around some running backs. Those are our thoughts on that. So, we're going to move to the wide receivers. Top 10 wide receivers in PPR leagues at number one. With no question. We're not going to spend any time <laughs> yeah, on this. About We're not going to spend any time on this. Antonio Brown, of course. Uh, I'm not... I don't think we need to yeah, go into it. West time. Best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Over over 100 yards. I mean, 100 receptions for the past three seasons. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're not going to debate me on this. All right. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Not, yeah, not DeAndre, sure honestly, I had Odell at two on my personal composite rankings, but I'm comfortable with D-Hop. I think he'll be playing with a chip on his shoulder. He finally has a solid franchise quarterback to go along with him. Seems like him and uh, Deshaun has a good, have a great rapport. Uh, I'm interested. I think it'll be fun to watch. I think that if you have the opportunity to grab D-Hop in that first round, I would go ahead and snag him. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Uh, so, you look at the number of targets D-Hop. So, when you know, Deshaun Watson took off last year, you know, you look at those games, you watch the games, and he was targeting him like crazy, you know, you, I'm, saying, I'm saying like, he wasn't open, he was double covered, he was clearly covered, he was throwing the back shoulder, that's one thing I feel like you, when you draft a DeAndre Hopkins, you don't have to worry about, you know, like the Dez Bryant effect with Dak Prescott, where, you know, Dez Bryant was running down the field, he wasn't even getting the ball, you wasn't seeing targets to the second half, things of that nature. With Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, they have they're they're getting they're building that chemistry together. They're you know they're you, you can get those targets game by game with them. So you of course as a, a you want to look at your receivers, you want to look at those most targets. And last year DeAndre Hopkins led the league with as the most targeted player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know one of the main things, like you said, Los. I mean, you're rookie fantasy player, you want to look at when you're researching the wide receiver, you want to look at how many targets they're getting. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you have wide receiver ones, you have wide receiver two, then you have super wide receiver ones. I think that, you know, some of the wide receivers that, uh, super wide receiver ones to me, in my mind, when I'm drafting a wide receiver, that's a wide receiver that is like Lowe said, is going to be force fed. They're going to be thrown to Frequently, they're the quarterback's favorite target. Who fall under those super wide receiver one labels to me is a DeAndre Hopkins, is an Antonio Brown. Uh, Gronk is not a wide receiver, but he's one of those ones that's force fed. They're super wide receiver ones, and DeAndre Hopkins is. That's why I say if you're able to yeah. get him, you want to grab him because that's a wide receiver one that you you can almost guarantee that he's going to be targeted at least at least eight times a game. Yeah, and you got to look at. You got to look at the fact, too, that it's not just, you know, his targets anywhere. He gets targeted also heavily within the red zone. And that's what you want. And so you got to look at a guy that had 13 touchdowns last year as well. So he's getting the high-volume targets, the high-volume catches and receptions per game. But this is a guy that's also putting it into the end zone as well. So so um, did you have something else to add on to that, Los? Yeah, yeah. I want to know. So, uh that DeAndre Hopkins played last year, he went over 10 targets, you know, and three of those games, he had at least 16 targets, so he averaged 11.6 targets a game last year, along with AD, him and Antonio Brown, so there are one and two 
you can see why people yeah. are going after those guys that get heavily targeted. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, at number three, we got Odell Beckham. Uh, to me, he's the second best receiver in the league under Antonio Brown. Yeah, but yeah. we got him at number three here as a composite. I, I don't really feel like it's much to discuss here. He has the best hands in the league, arguably, debatably. Debatably, yeah. Uh, I, mean, debate, I mean, and then you look at the Saquon effect. I think that it's going to help Odell. He won't have much. You know, he's not going to. I would say it like this. He's not going to be able to uh, hold as much attention by defense because they got to worry about Saquon. They got to worry about Ingram. They got to worry about Sterling coming across the middle. And now they added a Saquon who has to, who's a great running back who they, you know, have to pay attention to. So I think that that's going to help Odell a lot. You know, I think that he'll see uh, some single coverage a little bit out there. So, I mean, I think that, you know, Odell is going to be great this year. And plus, he's playing for a contract, so he's going to have that chip on, on his shoulder that I mentioned with Le'Veon has. So, you want a guy that's motivated to play. Plus, he got hurt. His, injury, his uh, season ended uh, sooner than he wanted it to. So, I think that Od- if Odell's out there, you got to get him. Yeah, and I think the thing, like you said, to me, I once again agree, second best receiver in the league. Now, fantasy-wise, I did side with DeAndre Hopkins over Odell. But just talent-wise, to me, he's the guy. You look at the two years prior to him getting hurt, he's a top-five wide receiver as far as fantasy production. And so only other receiver that can say that was Antonio Brown. And so I think when you look at Odell, I think having him as the third wide receiver on our board is is really a nice position for him. And I would tell anybody, you looking in that mid to late first round, I think Odell is a nice pick right there for you. So, uh, at number four, we got Julio. Julio, uh, I think they finally sorted out that contract situation that he had. So, he's you don't have to worry about him not being available to you. Uh, I don't know if there's much to say about Julio. We know what Julio brings. You know, he does have Calvin Ridley yeah. now. So, I, I wasn't too high on Calvin yeah. in our draft talks. But, you know, I think that Calvin still is a threat to, you know, take the pressure off of Julio. So here's the one thing you want to look at Julio. So, you know, two years ago when he had Kyle Shanahan running the team, you know, Julio, was, he had six touchdowns, you know, finishing the year. So in the last, Julio hasn't really been over 10 touchdowns in his career. Um, if I'm looking, well, dating back to at least 2013. Yeah. So um, 2016, he had six touchdowns. Last year, you know, he had a total of three touchdowns. So Julio, you know, with Sarkeesian coming over, you know, he has not he has not really gelled well in that offense. So, um, I'm really interested to see if they can really get on the same page, him and Matt Ryan, and that team can really start using Julio as that dominant receiver as we all know he can be. Right, right. And I, I feel the same way on Julio. Now, the one thing you do know about him, he's going to have at least one or two games in the season where he just goes crazy and he just wins that week for you by himself. You want that. You want him on your team. 50 points where he has 250 or 300 yards receiving. He's going to always have that. But Los, I really agree with you. Like That's one thing that stands out to me about Julio is the low touchdown count. That does worry me. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, Julio, just like you said, are you going to draft him just for that? That that one game where he's no. going, or two game where he gonna go off for fifty points, but I'm like, you know, Lowe's brought up some interesting points. Willie Jalen, that offense, new offensive coordinator. I think that's why he slipped down to four. 
on our list, but we'll we'll see. Uh, number five, Michael Thomas, fellow Saint. Should I talk yeah. about him? Now, uh, I think it, I think if you go on him, yeah. it's gonna get passionate like you were on Avatar. It's <laughs> about ten or fifteen. Right. Minutes, I, I, I'll make this quick. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'll sum this up in one statement: Can't guard Mike. Hey, that's, that's all that's I was saying. That's a good um, summer, but like you said, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's a wide receiver one, a guy that's the primary target in that Saints offense. You know, year in, year out, that's going to be a top five offense. I think you see his touchdown count go up a little bit this year. He was only at five last year, but that's also because Drew Brees kind of had a low year touchdown-wise. And he so spreads I, it out more. Right. So I think you see that number spike and go up, but you're talking about a guy that's going to be well over 150 targets, in my opinion. A guy that's going to be, you know, over a thousand, I mean, not a thousand, a hundred receptions um, and over a thousand yards. So I think putting him at that number five spot in our rankings is right for Michael Thomas. Another thing, too, when you're considering a, for those rookie fantasy players that you want to consider when you're considering a wide receiver, you always want to look at who that wide receiver's quarterback is. You always want to look to see if this player that you're considering is a primary target uh, of that quarterback. Drew Brees is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, that goes for the, you know, Eli's going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, speaking of Odell, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson is proven to be talented quarterback. Then you got Ben Roethlisberger with Antonio Brown. So when you look at whoever that top quarterback is, you want to know who that weapon is. And Drew Brees' weapon is Michael Thomas. It reminds you a few years back when, uh, when, um, when uh God, Jimmy Jimmy Graham was uh that top player in the league, you know that was Drew Brees' favorite target. So you know you want to look at Michael Thomas. It's everything that that Ramon said, but you want to look at who that future Hall of Famer's weapon is, and that's Michael Thomas. And uh, I expect great things out of him this year. Anything to add, Delos? So you? No, no, I hundred percent agree. I mean, I, I think you know the question now is not so much about Michael Thomas with that team; it's more who is the number two. You know, one player I'm looking at grabbing and stabbing in later rounds. You know, just a little note for Cameron, Cameron Merritt. You know, so I've been looking at him and you know seeing you know how he's going to gel with that team because again, if you look at historically, like we said, Drew Brees spread the ball, so if you're the number two on the team, you guaranteed to at least get some work on that team. You know, and be fantasy relevant. Yeah. One thing about Corey Meredith, I mean, uh, he had his preseason debut. Uh, it was very underwhelming. He's coming off injury, of course, so his time is going to be off. He wasn't really targeted much. But the, just like I say, I agree. You know, if you think about Corey Meredith prior to injury with the with the Bears, he really did have a, you know, he was starting to peak. So, yeah, so. Uh, so, number six on our list, Keenan Allen from the San Diego Chargers. That is... Philip Rivers target. You uh, don't like saying Los Angeles, huh? Oh, dog. You did Los that Angeles, to <laughs> I'm, stuck like, in, I'm stuck in time, bro. I'm like one of them old school commentators, like huh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Keenan Allen, man, uh, had a big year last yeah. year. He, and he was able to stay healthy. So, I mean, yes. he's proven what type of wide receiver he can be when he's healthy. But the big question, can he stay healthy? So, what, so what's disappointing was, you know, I think two years ago, I, Keenan Allen was on my team in 2016, and he started off that game, his first game, he started off the game hot. You know, he had like six receptions and seven targets with 63 yards. So I was like, oh, man, this the year, this the year. And then, of course, he got knocked out 
for the year, you know, and he only played one game last year. So last year he played a full 16 games last year, you know, and had 159 targets, and of those 159 targets, he caught 102 balls. So, you know, you got somebody, and, you know, and I was looking at an interview on NFL Network with him. Um, he was saying that how, you know, him and um, Philip Rivers have a connection. He knows, they know where each other's going to be. You want that type of connection when you have a receiver out there. And so, you know, Keaton Allen, he's shown he's not, he's not going to necessarily burn you. You know, he's not the biggest guy, you know what I'm saying? But he gets the job done. You consistently see him get the job done. He, he makes the small things. He's just round running, and he gets open, and he makes the catch when the ball is there. So that's he, he's a reliable guy as far as catching the ball. It's just always been the injuries with him. Yeah, and I, I think for this year with Keenan Allen, like, I honestly, as you were mentioning his target count right there, I wouldn't shock, be shocked to see him lead the league in targets this year, honestly. You look at the fact that, you know, first of all, he's one of the, in the top five, um, five or six leading targets last year. But you look at the fact that also Hunter Henry is out for this year. So that's more targets that have to be spread around in that offense. Now, I do think that Mike Williams, as we kind of been seeing a little bit in preseason, might scoop up some of those targets right there. But Keenan Allen is going to be somebody that week in and week out is going to be, you know, one of the highest targeted receivers out there. As you said, he's reliable, consistent, and he's once again, as we mentioned, Phillip Rivers' favorite target. And so what more can you really ask for really within that offense? So, All right. I think that we covered that. So number seven, A.J. Green. Hold your horses, NFL fans. I know that y'all going to have so much to say that A.J. Green is down to number seven on our list. But the the six that we mentioned before him, uh, you know, they've been talented. I think A.J. Green has been steady his whole career. You know what you're going to get out of A.J. Uh, I think that, you know, he's a, you know, you know, he's a, you know, he's definitely a wide receiver one. But, you know, I think that also what's, what's good to note is that, you know, he is somebody that gets a lot of targets. Uh, what what do you got to add, AJ? Green? I'm I'm not really as high on AJ Green as probably most out there. I mean, I still do have have him as a top ten wide receiver fantasy wise. I think I had him at wide receiver eight. Um, but you look at him last year, only having seventy five receptions, very low number really for him. Um, and last year it was just kind of in and out. I think when you look at his numbers across the season in week seven, he was the Number 47 ranked wide receiver that week. You look at week nine, the number 92nd ranked wide receiver. So you're talking about a guy that, okay, he had some good games here and there, but he also had some very big dips in his production here and there. And so, you know, I think A.J. Green is still a talented guy, but I'm not as high on him this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the whole Bengals offense, I think they have – the, the least time of possession on offense, so their whole offense as a whole was, you, you know, it was it was a, it was a, it was terrible, you know. And so a mess. Um, so I, I just I don't I think he he has been inconsistent, you know, and you know I think you know smart fantasy players will you know take advantage of that because a lot of people are down on AJ Green as you can see from our rankings and you know fantasy community, you know. When I say down, you know AJ Green is usually probably your top three, four receiver yeah. fantasy. So now he's going, you know, second round now, which is on second round. I've even seen him go as low as the third round, which is unheard of, AJ Green. But the smart fantasy players, you know, take advantage of that because they know his ceiling. They know what he can do. You know, he can also, you know, win you, you know, um, weeks sometimes, you know. So, I mean, 
mean, the smart fantasy owners can, you know, will, will take advantage of him dropping, you know. But I, I, I don't like the inconsistency with him, you know, what he showed last year. And, you know, his numbers are a little down than what we are expect, expected of him. But, you know, again, I, I'll definitely take him in the third if he was there. Yeah. So that brings us to number eight, Devontae Adams. That's one of Los's favorite fantasy wide receivers. He's been high on him for a couple years now. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, we know that all know that Jordy got shipped out in Green Bay. So Devontae is going to be that clear wide receiver one uh, out there now. And I mean, Devontae Adams, even when Jordy was there, man, I owned Jordy last year and I watched a lot of Packers game because of it. And I'll tell you this, man. Aaron Rodgers, man, Devontae Adams was was uh, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, even with Jordy on the field. Uh, Devontae got targeted when it came down to possessions and, and third downs. He was going to Devontae, and you know Devontae, you know, you know, came through for him. So now that Jordy's out of the picture, I really expect Devontae to have a, 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 a I, I expect his numbers to, to to shoot up a little bit this year. Uh, I think that he'll be a good pick. I, uh, I don't even know his ADP right now, but um, I know that you know if you if you're able to get him in the second round, uh, third round, I definitely would do it. But I doubt he'll make it to the third round. I think he'll be more like a second round pick. But Devontae, so, his his production is definitely going to spike. Yeah, so you know, back to his ADP, he is going uh, the middle of the second round. I'm as good. High as, right now, he's going as high as the ninth overall pick. And, um, as low as no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get him at nine. Yeah, I wouldn't take him that high. But again, Devontae Adams, you know, I watched the preseason game when Aaron Rodgers got a couple drives in, you know, and they lined him up on the outside, and he, he put a move on the cornerback and caught up a slant and took it down the sideline. You know, it, it, that connection, he just looks good. You know, he looks. He he, he led the league last year in uh, red zone targets, so you know, you know, he's going to target in the, the pack. Yeah. touchdowns with Hundley being his QB for about half of the season or over half the season, then you can envision what he's going to do when he has a full year of Aaron Rodgers. So that's all I really have to add. So number nine, guys, Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings. As y'all know, to know, we've had a lot of conversations off air. I'm very high on Adam Thielen this year. I know we're in a league together, so I know that that's not helping me, but I'm trying to I'm doing it for the. I'm sacrificing it for I'm the greater I'm good. I'm too, so. Hey, look, if you're not high on Adam Thielen, or if you don't know who he is or whatever, go Google the guy. I expect great things out of him this year. I expect a big year from him this year. Um, Adam Thielen. Uh, I think Stephon Diggs, of course. I mean, will be you know their wide receiver one. I, but Adam yeah, Thielen got a case to be wide receiver yeah, one. That's gonna be that's, yeah. that's up in the air right Stephon now. Stephon Diggs just got paid too. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm high on Adam Thielen as well. You look at a guy that's once again between him and Diggs. That's basically where your targets are gonna come yeah. um, from over there. You look at a guy that finished last year. He was once again a top ten wide receiver. I think he finished around wide receiver seven or eight. Um, and you look at him finishing ahead of guys that we talked about, such as AJ Green, such as Devontae Adams. You know, he finished ahead of guys like even Mike Evans and and Brandon Cooks and guys that have that name recognition. And you don't always hear, you know, when we talking about top wide receivers, people don't casually throw around Adam Thielen's name. So when you hear that he finished ahead of those guys fantasy wise last year, I think he's in for another big year. So I'm also high on him basically. Oh, okay. Okay. Low so uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we did these rankings, you know, I was kind of fighting this one because, you know, when I did my top 10, I had uh, Diggs and he made my top 10 and I was not as high on Demon as you guys. You know, good for you guys, high on, you know. <laughs> good for you guys. Because, you know, he probably won't make none of my team, you know. Um, but man, he had 91 catches last season, man. I agree with that. Almost 1,300 yards. That's a PPR freaking monster. I mean, he still was productive, though. He had 69 catches 2016. Yeah, but he wasn't making top 10, you know, rosters. So, right now, again, I think Thielen takes a step back this year. He doesn't get the, the catches that he did. And I think Diggs and Rudolph takes that jump, you know. Um, He'd be hiring Rudolph every year, bro. With Kirk Cousins under the center, so. You be high well, I think you're year. wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think Thielen is the guy. <laughs> I mean, so what, what did he finish last year? How many catches he had last year? 92. I think he finished top 10. He had 92. So, over under 92 catches this year. It's kind of a push. Yeah. Kind of, 92 is like, like golly. Like, 92. I mean, I, I think, I mean, if I say under, I'm I'm saying yeah. 85, 80 catches, yeah. which is solid. But I think I think I think he I think he'll have more touchdowns though. He had four last year. I think he I think that'll go up this year. I'm interested to see how this ends. We got we got we got to find maybe next episode we got to find some type of line where we can look at these numbers at the end of the day and kind of put some kind of wager or something on it. That'll be cool. I'm I'm, I'm sure our listeners will let us hear it on Twitter. Yeah. O underscore benchwarmers. Okay, so top ten, number ten coming in at number ten. I cringed at it. Mike Evans at number ten, bro. That we gonna hear it. We gonna get an earful on Twitter when this release, bro. When this episode release. You know what? I don't care because Mike Evans was on my team last year. Mike <laughs> Evans sucked on my team. Last year. <laughs> so Mike Evans is not in my top ten in relation to wide receivers fantasy wise. So I don't care. I don't want to hear it. He made the top ten because y'all do value Mike Evans, and so I'll give y'all that. Yeah. What about last season? Yes, I mean, we can do the recency bias, you know, and that's why he's getting drafted where he's getting drafted down the third round. But again, Mike Evans is the monster. He, another player that's just got paid this offseason, so he... Uh, I mean, I look at this like this, man. I look at it like this, bro. Like, 
he had a down year last year. Okay, let's look at last year and look at what was around him. I mean, they their their running game was almost non-existent. Uh, uh, Jameis didn't have the best year this year. So you turn around and look at this year. James is not going to be there for the first four games. Uh, they still haven't gotten better with the running game. They still don't not expected to be better with the running game. I mean, you know, Mike Evans is almost like the only like wide receiver that you probably will know. So, so I mean, but are you working up against yourself in that argument a little bit with saying he's like the only one? Because then you can see them having a high volume of targets. I mean, I don't, I don't like him. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think. That, I think that if you put a safety over the top and double Mike Evans down the field, who else gonna be able to step up? And they don't have a running game, so you really don't have to worry about a running game. And then for the first four weeks, your, your franchise quarterback is not even gonna be there, so you're gonna already have a. a you already starting behind the eight ball because you're starting off with your second string quarterback. So I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't see Los. I don't yeah. see. I don't see Mike Evans' numbers going up this year. Convince bro. us, Los. Convince us. So one thing I look at for players from year to year, and I try to keep the recency bias out of it, you know, because, again, a lot of things change from year to year. I mean, you can see, again, you look at a player like Tiger. I know we're not talking about him. Tiger, you know, his offense was terrible the year before, and then they improved the next year. Now he's the number one player in fantasy. But why? Because something changed. Let me finish. Let me finish. And so one thing I look at with players is, you know, um, especially receivers is seeing if the targets were still there from game to game. And so uh, 11 out of the 17 or the 16 games that Mac Evans played, he had at least eight targets. So his targets was there. No, they weren't connected most games or some of the games that he was inconsistent, but his targets were still there. So I like that in that aspect because, again, it wasn't like, you know, the guy wasn't getting the ball thrown to him or anything like that. And then, you know, the year before that, he finished as the number three wide receiver. So, yes, he had a down year. And then you look at the, the next year, the, I mean, you look at the year before, he finished as a top three receiver. So I look at it as maybe he's going to have that bounce back year this year, you know. And, and it's not that much, you know, risk when you take him in the third round because, again, he wasn't a total plus last year. He was a player that was just not the Mike Evans that we were used to seeing the year before. So that's what made him, that's what in people's mind made him look like a player that they weren't interested in. And so that's why I would, I would happily take Mike Evans because right now if you get him in the third round, he's possibly your wide receiver two. He can put up wide receiver one numbers. So that's an advantage to you. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going, we, we don't have enough time to continue on Mike Evans, but I will say this. You said that about mentioned about Todd Gurley, like a change in system helped him a lot. Uh, and better quarterback play has helped him a lot. But in Mike Evans' case, from this year to last year, really had nothing really changed. So you know, if anything, situation has gotten worse because he won't have his franchise quarterback to start off the season. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we, I we got benching him a couple of times last year, but. You know. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. So that's the top ten wide receiver composite that we've compiled uh, right now. We probably gonna have to make this a two part episode uh, because we are running out of time. But we'll go over the quarterbacks real quickly, guys. Our composite top ten PPR quarterbacks. We're gonna run through them. I don't think that we need to discuss the top three. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers at number one, Tom Brady at number two for obvious reasons, Cam Newton at number three because we feel like he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder this year, 
Also, they've added a, a weapon. Christian McCaffrey's having a really good preseason as well. So, Deshaun Watson at four. Do you feel like that's too high? I'm not that high. I'm. I don't have Deshaun that high on mine, but I would have put. I would have put Drew there. But no, I don't think that's high. That's too high because we get into the range of players that can give you something with their feet. Um, and Deshaun Watson is one of those players that you know, which he showed last year that when he broke that long run, you know, that he can give you some uh, points. And those points add up. You get you know 20, 30 yards a game. That's three points. You know. Um, so I don't think that's high fantasy-wise. I mean, I think Breeze is the better player, but fantasy-wise, I think, you know, Watson, that's a good spot for him. And honestly, he was just on a historic pace last year. Like, yeah, you know, he was. The, the, record, the pace he was on in that five-game stretch yeah. would have put up crazy numbers. Elvin Kamara probably wouldn't have got Officer Rookie of the Year. you averaged that out over the course of the year, that would have been almost 5,000 yards passing, like 58 touchdowns, like almost 600 yards rushing like that's how ridiculous of a pace he was on and also too you got to look at going into this year they also have the easiest strength of schedule so you think about that as well i know those texans fans are excited i unfortunately i know a few of them <laughs> but anyway uh carson wilson number five uh i think that's a little low for him in my opinion but i'm comfortable with him being in the top five Carson Wentz was having a great year prior to injury to Los's Rams because they're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that Carson Wentz, you know, I think uh, why not? Why wouldn't he have another good year? So yeah, the only thing I'm worried about him is is the fact that is he gonna start the season or not? If he's there to start it, then I see him being in that top five. But I had him six on my personal rankings just because of that. I don't know if he'll be there week one. All right, so number six, we got my boy, Drew Brees. I feel like it's too low on my composite. I would have had him right behind Tom Brady. I'm going to let you guys discuss why we have them so low. Explain to our New Orleans, Louisiana listeners why y'all got Drew Brees at number six and y'all voted me down on it. That's ridiculous. I mean, you just look at, you know, Drew Brees. He's not he's not the same area quarterback that he's been in the past. So I think... You know, again, he's still top six. You know, it's not like he's fell off the, the face of the earth. We're not saying that. But I just feel like he's not going to be that. He's not a player that's going to give you something with his feet. And, he, you know, he never has been. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to be a player that's going to be not playing a spray the offense anymore. They're, they're handing the ball off more often than they used to in the past. So that's when you look at that, you know, you kind of want to drop him. You don't want to. He's not ahead of those guys that can give you, uh, you know, like the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, who, still hearing it out. Yeah, I think you. the main thing to me that I look at is the fact that that offense became more of a balanced attack last year. Um, and so you lo- looked at the touchdown ratio from passing to rushing, and it was a one-to-one relationship. I can't tell you when the last time it's been that way for the Saints prior to that. And so I think that that team has evened out a little bit with that. One thing I do like about Drew Brees is because of the Mark Ingram suspension, he'll probably get off to a fast start because I think that offense is going to air it out a little bit more in the beginning. Also, too, we know how much Alvin Kamara is involved in the passing game. You look at even the other running backs that are around there and Shane Vereen and our boy from Zachary, our Boston Scott from Zachary, those are guys that can be involved in the passing game as well. So I think you see those numbers for him spike in the first few weeks, but kind of even out as the season progresses once Mark Ingram comes back. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Los mentioned it earlier, the addition of Meredith, I think, will give, uh, you know, Drew another target, you know, 
with Ted Ginn, who had a good year last year, and Michael Thomas, of course, who we mentioned earlier. So, I mean, I think that, you know, and even Alvin Kamara plays a huge yeah. part in that, you know, in the screen game. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. And he was QB9 last year, so we can't negate Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I give you that. I mean, uh, he did, you know, he led the league in QBR, but that's because he, you know, of course, it's a different offense. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Drew at six. All right, Kirk at seven. Kirk Cousins at seven. Um, Kirk turned out to be a, a pretty good quarterback last yeah, year. Yeah. So, I mean, we expect no different this year. Uh, not, I, I think Lowe's got to speak on that, though, because he had him insanely high. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Lowe's. You had Kirk very high on your yeah, um, we did these rankings. If you're all talking about our rankings, I think you know it kind of jumped off the page to y'all, or you know, kind of surprised y'all. But I have Kirk Cousins going into this year as finished as the number two quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers. You know, and I just look at that team that's upgraded. Case Keenum, you know, new to warm Case Keenum, you know, who's <laughs> who led that team to the champion uh, NFC Championship game. Now they got Kirk Cousins in place, and you guys, you know, Diggs, you got like you guys love feeling, you got. Rudolph, you got Cook coming back healthy. You got a good backup to Latavius Murray. I think this is the best offense Kirk Cousin has been around, and Kirk Cousin has shown that he can play at a high level, you know, and it shows with how much money he's got paid, you know, how he's worked the system with his money. But that's another conversation for another day. But I think his numbers, and I think he's going to be, um, I think he's a steal right now where he's getting drafted, and I think he's going to be efficient, and I think he's going to put, put, put a big, I think he's, he, 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 he can lead the league in touchdowns, passing touchdowns this year. Yeah, just a, a quick note on him. In 2016, he was QB5. In 2017, he was QB6. So he's a valuable option out there that sometimes doesn't always have the name recognition. But I think we're good to, to move forward and go on to the next one. All right, so number eight, Russell Wilson. I'm not that high Russell because I don't feel like he has anything out there in Seattle. He don't have anything, bro. Yeah. Okay. What does he have out there? Okay, I, I get that. But Russell is going to have to create everything out there. You got to look at the fact, oh, okay, what did he really lose from last year? Jimmy Graham, which was a great target for him. Was this red zone target? But, but what I'm saying is, still, all in all, you're talking about a guy that was QB1 last year. So, for you personally, you didn't even have him on the top 10 for your quarterbacks, which to me just blows my mind. Like, to me, us talking about him being QB8, Really, I had him at, like, number four on my rankings. So, I think that would just be an ultimately a steal. Like I said, QB won last year in 2017. You know, the offense is going to be completely centered around him and predicated on what he can do with his arm and his legs. And that's what we have to factor in as well. Yeah, and, and, and another good point. I mean, I say that, but another good point that you have to look at is that their defense is not as strong as it's been in years. So, one could expect that they're gonna be they're gonna have to put up a lot of points. They so play that's a for, for your rookie fantasy players. That's a benefit of, of having a quarterback that way. Is that if you have a quarterback that's gonna constantly be playing behind, that means that they're gonna have to be putting up a lot of yards through the through the air, and they're gonna have the opportunity to put up a lot of points. So, in that, I could see Russell being up there because of that reason alone. But at the same time, I've never really been that high on Russell for the past couple years. I like I like Russell, but I mean I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Maybe because I had him on yeah. my, on, my, on my team a couple yeah. years back and he didn't perform. But I I mean 
It's like, gonna be tough. I really think you can't discount his legs because you got to factor in as well that backfield is pretty unproven at this point. Yeah, we're so you hoping that Penny is able to start. And he the banged season. up. Yeah, he's hurt at this point. That's that's Los is one of his sleepers, yeah. sleepers or whatever um, that that he talked about before the NFL draft. But um, but I think all that fact into account, like he's gonna have to do everything for that offense. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, one note before we move on, you know, uh, you just look at his numbers. The next person, so he finished with 347, like, fantasy points, you know, um, and the next person was 50 points behind him. So he averaged 21.7 fantasy points last year. So I'll take it. All right. Number nine, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Uh, Simply put, Matthew Stafford for his whole career has been a guy that's been airing it out. Consistent. And he throws it, you know. He's a safe pick. If you yeah. uh, if you're a rookie fantasy player, I keep alluding to it because if you if you never played before, Ma- Matthew Stafford is probably one of those guys that you really can always rely on to have to give you good yeah. fantasy. That's that's a that's what I call like a Prius, you know, yeah. a very reliable fantasy quarterback, you know. <laughs> Uh, he has a high floor. Yeah, he has a high floor. He's not the sexiest of names, but uh, if Matthew Stafford's there in your draft. And you, you need a quarterback. It's no, it's no reason you f- should feel any shame of drafting Matthew Stafford. Did you just compare Matthew Stafford to a Prius? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was trying, I was trying to get that one too. I was like, because a Prius, they they're not the best looking thing or the sexiest thing, but they're good on gas mileage. They're very reliable. <laughs> you know, that's how I, that's how Matthew Stafford is to me. Very reliable. Every time I see, time I see him this year, that's what I'm gonna think of. Matthew. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's very reliable, a very reliable fantasy quarterback. That's like a beginner fantasy yeah. quarterback. Like if you if you're not really used to playing fantasy fantasy football and you need a quarterback, you can't go wrong with yeah. Matthew Stafford. And, and the thing you got to look at, like you said, reliability. Seven straight seasons with at least forty two hundred yards passing. And you talk about a guy that's typically going to be like at, I say, he airs it out twenty five around that twenty five touchdown mark and can go beyond that. But I'm just saying. So yeah, even even though my Saints demolished him last year, yeah, they they pretty much ate him up. Yeah, we're gonna be silent on that one. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so at number ten, we got who Jalen Jalen Ramsey calls overrated Matt Ryan in our top ten. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know where we could. I mean, that's I mean top ten. I mean, I think it's good good spot for Matt Ryan. You know what you think, Los? Yeah, I think yeah, I think Matt is pretty. I I agree with Jalen, man. I think I do think that Jalen is. I mean, I do think that Matt is pretty overrated. I think he's always had Julio, and you know, I think also that system. Yeah. I don't really, you know, Matt is okay, man. Yeah, he's not on my top ten quarterback. And I remember, so. and I remember people used to call him Matty Ice, but like I've seen him in clutch situations for the past couple seasons, and he always folds. So I don't, I don't think yeah, we can call him Matty Ice. Twenty-eight to three. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean that's 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 it, guys. We're out in. It doesn't feel like it, but uh, hopefully we was of assistance to you, fantasy players, especially those rookie fantasy players that's out there that's trying to get this off the ground, trying to win a league, trying to win their money. I know our league getting kicked off. We trying to get those those uh, little you know those keepers in. You know what I'm saying I'm still deciding whether I'm gonna keep Odell or not, but that's neither here nor there. Good luck with all you fantasy 
players out there. We're going to have more fantasy content coming. You know, we just like I said, this is part one. So we definitely going to with, come with you with some more fantasy content up until the draft. Uh, so thank you for rocking with us. Make sure that you subscribe to us, Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, on Apple Music and as well as uh, Google Play, Google Play Stitcher. Stitcher. And uh, leave a review if you if you messing with us. If you messing with us wholeheartedly, go ahead and screenshot that Opinionated Bench Warmers logo. Shout us out on Instagram and Twitter, and we will appreciate the love as well as make sure you follow us on Opinionated uh, O underscore Bench Warmers on Twitter and Instagram. And we are out.